It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host from Las Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast out in Boston. Uh, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Josh Applebaum. How are you? I'm doing great, Pritch. The NFL offseason never <laughs> sleeps, my man. I feel like never. every day there's another huge trade, huge free agent signing. So, obviously, uh, we'll talk about the betting implications of Tyree Kill now going to the Miami Dolphins. Get your take, Pritch, as a former wide receiver. Uh, I'm excited to see how Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill play with each other. Now I think we'll get to see, you know, what is Tua. No more excuses. He's got a lot of great players behind him. Uh, or around him. And then, of course, it's Adam Burke Day. Excited to you know throw some MLB win totals at him, see if he is leaning with my Jays over and my Seattle Mariners over. Obviously, we have some more basketball games, NBA, NHL. But, Pritch, real quick, before we dive into everything, we got to address the Bonnies last night, the right. St. Bonaventure Bonnies coming up bigly here. Same spot uh, also with Vanderbilt. But here's how I think if you want to be a data-driven better. Now, if we all want to be uh, the best betters that we can be, I think you all ultimately want to be able to set your own numbers and be, uh, quote-unquote, a handicap who can handicap games and spit out a spread or a total based on your own numbers. But Mm -hmm. if you want to bet the other way, uh, and again, there's different ways to skin a cat, 
a market-driven betting approach like I like to take, you really look at betting percentages, line movement, and look for situations where you're both contrarian and have sharp action. So perfect example last night, we talked about on the show, the Bonnies. Why was this a kind of a blueprint play? Because, because you had almost 80% of bets on Virginia, so the big public play there. But yet, you know, Virginia opened laying three and a half. The line got down to two and a half or even two, despite having all that heavy support in their favor. So that's what we call a, a reverse line move. When the betting uh, line goes away from the popular side toward the unpopular side. So it was telling us respect the money was on the Bonnies. They come through for us. And then, of course, Vandy. We had to sweat that one, Pritch. And our buddy uh, Pippen Jr. almost hit a three to win yes, it he there. Did. He needed kind of a, a turnover there to kind of uh, seal the deal. But similar situation there. Another reverse line move. Public all over Xavier. But Xavier fell uh, four down to two and half so again it's not going to win every time but these are kind of just the the blueprint kind of easiest way to spot smart money reverse line movement cash with vandy cash with bonnie's last right i mean it's such a sharp uh idea right there too when you think about it josh and congratulations on that for sure do you have a percentage on reverse line movement and i mean it's probably hard uh, like the top of your head percentage when it comes to what you're hitting with those reverse line movements yeah, I think it's hard to diagnose yeah. because here's the thing, like reverse line movement is dependent upon betting percentages. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, really you need a team that's getting, you know, 60% or more of bets, but the line goes away from them. That's kind of my cutoff here. So, right. you know, some percentages might be 75% at one book, 58% at the other book, but I make it kind of easy. Just when you get lopsided betting, doesn't no matter what book you look at, BetMGM, mm-hmm. DraftKings, any of the big ones, and the line goes the other way that would be considered uh, reverse line movement. And again, I don't have a number for you, Pritch, but I I would venture to say, you know, 54%, 55%, something like that. Again, 52.38. Yeah, that's to to make a profit here. So again, it's tough. It doesn't work in every sport. Like there's no RLM value in hockey. It's just not heavily bet enough. But again, these plays, especially when you have a, a small slate to choose from and you're seeing the line go and make it very simple, a fishy move. Why is the number when everyone's betting Virginia, again, 52, 53, 54, 55%. That's where we're aiming for to be a successful better. And RLM's kind of in that ballpark. All right. Great insight right there. Let's get to the Troy Hill news. Josh Applebaum, four years, $120 million. Congratulations <laughs> there, right? $30 million a year for a wide receiver. Miami Dolphins gave up a lot of draft capital uh, here. A first, a second, a fourth in 2022. Uh, a fourth and a sixth in 2023 for Tyreek Hill. Uh, I don't know if it impacted the AFC East all that much. It was off the board earlier this morning, and it's back up. Uh, the Dolphins plus 450. Uh, you got the Patriots at plus 375, and then you got the uh, Bills at minus 200 right there. The Jets are still in a distant uh, uh, way back there behind the pack here in terms of odds for that division. But, uh, Josh, your thoughts on this move? Miami, I don't know what they're doing. They still have a quarterback that threw for 2,600 yards last year. Yeah, so just from a betting perspective, obviously the Dolphins got a ton better today. Now look at uh, just their futures in general. At DraftKings, they went from 50-1 to 1 to 33-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. So that's a big leap here. Mm-hmm. tells you just how important Tyree Kill is. Uh, the Dolphins now joining their team to win the AFC 30 to one down to 20 to one. You mentioned the AFC uh, in terms of the AFC East and their division. They're on plus 650. Now you're down to around plus 450. So obviously they got much better today. And I think this is kind of a 
like the Dolphins, I don't know where they get all this money, Pritch. I feel like they spend all the time. And uh, unlike my Patriots, where you do one year of spending and then you refuse to do it again the next year. But listen to their offseason. I mean, you bring in Tyreek Hill, as we all know. Now I think what you're going to get is, uh, well, let's see what Tua uh, can produce now. The question was, you know, hey, could he push it downfield? Tyreek Hill, you know, he can throw a 15-yard pass, but he could break it and go all the way here. I also think this makes Jalen Waddle a better player. Now you can't just key on Waddle, who had a great rookie year. You, you re-tag uh, or franchise tag Jacecki. Teron Armstead, you know, one of the best tackles there out there on the market. You bring him in, Connor Williams as well. So I like what they're doing on offense. You know, again, uh, you have a new coach here with McDaniel. He must be really happy, uh, you know, bringing in all these different players as, as a rookie head coach. Uh, but I would, and also Edmonds. I mean, again, they're Edmonds, Mostert. They've mm-hmm. really loaded up this offseason. So to me, I think it just makes the AFC even more competitive. It makes me even more down on my Patriots. How, <laughs> you know, everyone's getting better and the Pats are just sitting, you know, doing nothing here basically. But also, look at it as you know uh, a trickle down effect like are we now going to bet against the Jets I think the Jets are up against in the division maybe look at their under win total also Pritch I'll defer to you you know your take on this trade but also how does it affect the AFC West you would imagine the Chiefs take a step back now they'll have another first round pick maybe you get a wide receiver here but that makes it more competitive to maybe look at the Broncos plus 275 or the Chargers plus 280 or even the Raiders plus 600 win that division so uh, I think just every day your head's spinning with these NFL moves Pritch I've never seen an offseason like this what do you think how much better did the Dolphins get and how does this uh, impact the Chiefs in a, maybe a negative fashion? Well, you know how I think, uh, Josh. I mean, so goes the quarterback, goes the team. Um, I, I think this is fantastic for the Dolphins, fantastic for Tariq Hill, absolutely, uh, when you think about the contract that he received right there. But uh, I wonder if the Dolphins are done. Uh, I, you know, it's one thing. I'm, I'm not too down on Tua. It's just you bring in a left tackle. And you pay him that much, and you have a left-handed quarterback. You still have a blindside situation right there, too. Uh, but, you know, I find it very interesting. We'll see if that has improved the Dolphins' chances. I'm, I'm curious about the draft, not only for the Dolphins, but also uh, for the Chiefs. Let's welcome in our guest, Adam Burke, uh, VSIN sports betting analyst. Also writes for the VSIN daily newsletter, uh, Point Spread Weekly, a contributor as well. Adam, how are you? I'm good. Busy day. Busy time of the year. I mean, we can't even just enjoy college basketball with everything <laughs> else that's going on. I tell you, it's nuts. Your take on the Tariq Hill thing. I'm, I'm really curious about what the Dolphins are doing. Again, they bring in a left tackle, Armstead. Uh, I, I guess you have concerns with Tua's front side, but I would think more concerns would be on the back side. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a, a lot of concerns with two. I mean, we could point to several different things, and then obviously protection being one of them. Look, all you can really do here is give two of the best chance at success. Mm-hmm. You know, all you can do is load up the skill position talent, get him some help on the offensive line. The Dolphins have done that. So now it's up to Tua. Now we have to figure out exactly what this guy is because a lot of times you think about these quarterbacks that get drafted high. They get drafted high because they go to bad teams that don't have a whole lot to work with. It takes time to kind of build up some things with some of these teams. And for Miami, I think they just really had to do that on the offensive side. As Josh said, look, you can get the ball to Tyreek Hill in space and he could take it a long way. That's probably what the Dolphins are hoping for here. But to me, I think this trade is more of, I think we should look at it more from the standpoint of the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, obviously, they're in a very, very good division out there in the AFC West where you've got Russell Wilson now. You've got Justin Herbert, who's obviously getting better. Where do the Chiefs kind of land now in that West division where maybe they go out and get a Marquez Valdez-Scantling to kind of stretch the field, be a deep threat for them? 
how much does you know that really hurt their offense if they trade Hill for Valdez Scantling, where you still have Patrick Mahomes and some of those other weapons? I think we need to see the total picture for Kansas City. But right now, you know, obviously, I think it's a very worrisome thing for them that the core group is kind of starting to fall apart a little bit. Adam, it's great to see you and had a blast uh, hanging out with you in Vegas. Uh, we had a, a, the over on the adult beverages at the Circa <laughs> Mega Bar. Definitely cash when we were hanging out. But uh, I know we're up against it. Maybe we'll save MLB win totals in Sweet 16 for after the break. But I got to ask you, you know, the dust has settled on this Deshaun Watson trade. You're a native son of Cleveland. I'm looking at the NFC or the AFC North Futures right now. The Browns are the favorite, plus 160, even though you're probably going to get a suspension early for Watson. So any thoughts now that you've had time to, you know, take a deep breath here? Do you like your Cleveland Browns chances? How important was this the Sean Watson trade uh how do you handicap the, the Browns moving forward and do you like them to win their division well at this point in time I mean you can't do anything with this futures price because you got to figure out what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. because I think they'll be fine if Deshaun Watson is suspended because they signed Jacoby Brissett and Jacoby Brissett is a guy that's proven he can start not only in short bursts but also maybe for the full season if he has to but once we get Deshaun Watson news that'll impact the line it'll move it around a little bit It'll either move it up or down in all likelihood. But I think that's something that we need to find some clarity on before we dive into this future. But as far as as the Watson acquisition goes, he's clearly better than Baker Mayfield. And this is a team built to win now. They're starting to improve a little bit at the skill positions. They pick up Amari Cooper. They still have that great running game and a good offensive line. They deserve to be the favorite here, but again, it's kind of a you know one of those situations that's still fluid as we wait to figure out how much time Deshaun Watson will miss. Yeah, you know what, Josh, uh, Tom Brady, when he got suspended to Flategate 2016, they made the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl that year, didn't they? They did, and I would also say to Adam, and I think he probably thinks the same thing, and mm-hmm. I'm totally with him. I wouldn't hit this future right now, plus 160. There's suspension. Yeah, Brissett can kind of be a Band-Aid here, but you start 2-2, two and two, you start 2-3. and three, The value's only going to get better on that Browns price, so I would wait until after the suspension, hit, yeah. the, hit that futures price right before Watson comes back. Brissett was part of that uh, quarterback and crew, too, out there in New England. And Ben Roethlisberger got suspended. They went to the Super Bowl. They lost that Super Bowl, though. Uh, keeping an eye on the Browns because they do have a really uh, good quarterback out there. And Deshaun Watson, uh, we'll see what happens with the suspension for sure. Okay, everybody, uh, I want you to get to BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID. Open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. Uh, physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. 1-800-522-4700. Come up next on the program, we dive into some baseball win totals with Adam Burke. That's next. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup, like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. Unlike any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it all home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. 
Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, Adam Burke with us in studio. So, Adam, we have um, win totals. We can start with the American League uh, win totals. But uh, your take on any rule changes that could impact the start of the Major League Baseball season? Yeah, obviously the biggest one for this year is the universal DH. So now both leagues will have the designated hitter. We don't have to watch pitchers go up there and embarrass themselves anymore, which is good. I'm sorry for baseball purists, but pitchers can't hit, and there will be guys now that can actually hit. So that should increase offense maybe a little bit in the National League. I don't think we see any grand totals adjustments or anything like that. Maybe it leads to some shading on the juice, something like that, especially for teams that have actually planned for this teams that have gone out and gotten a designated hitter teams that just have a lot of good position players like the Dodgers, something like that. Now, all of a sudden they add another really good hitter to the lineup. You know, that's something that's probably going to impact maybe their team total or something like that. The other one that I think is really interesting and very important to keep in mind here is that in the month of April, MLB cleared the way for teams to have a 28-man roster. Now, typically teams have a 26-man roster, but now it'll be 28 here in April. It used to be 25, but they've kind of changed that a little bit. It'll be 28 in April, and that's because starting pitchers will not be stretched out to the point that they need to be. So this is to try and protect players, kind of limit injuries and all of that. So now you're going to have a scenario where bullpens are going to be a little bit deeper. Starters won't be going as deep into games, all of that. From a pregame standpoint, it may not matter too much, but from a live betting standpoint, you're probably going to have some situations where starters leave early. So, you know, Josh will tell you, and I'll tell you the same thing. Starting pitchers have a massive impact on the line for a game. But now in the month of April here, managers won't feel as pressured to push them as deep into the games. So that'll be something that you want to follow here throughout the first month of the season. Adam, you know, we started kind of talking baseball, and thank God we can t- actually talk about it, and they came to an agreement here. But we started talking win totals yesterday. I am on the Toronto Blue Jays over 91.5, Seattle over 85.5. But I'll defer to you. Question one, any tips on how to approach win totals? I think a lot of betters just say, hey, you were good last year. You had a good offseason. Hit the over. You were bad last year. Maybe, you, you know, sold off like the Reds. Bet the under. But there's obviously way more that goes into it. So tips on betting win totals, and then just any, you know, one maybe one that comes to mind that you really like this year. Yeah, I would say a few different things about season win totals. The first is depth is critically important to me. You know, you you have a very hard time betting an over with a team that is highly dependent on one or two players. Now, you take a look at the Cleveland Guardians, for example, my hometown team. Shane Bieber got hurt last year, missed half the year. Jose Ramirez managed to stay healthy, was far and away the most important contributor in that offense. That is not a win total I would want to have an over on because they are very dependent on those two players. And if they don't come to an extension agreement, Perhaps one of them gets traded in July. It's a possibility. So you have to be really wary of that. If you're going to bet an over, you want a team that has some depth or has some depth coming from below. So guys that can come up from the minor leagues, have a significant impact, replace below average players, stuff like that. The second thing I would say is, you know, understand where a team is currently at in terms of their ability to contend, because if they're going to be a seller in July, That's something that you don't want to have to tangle with having an over bet. Now, you can play adjusted second half win totals and things of that sort. But if you've got a team that looks like it's going to be a seller, if you have a team that you don't think can compete for a playoff spot, you'd probably want to lean towards the under with that team because they'll end up selling off pieces and parts at the trade deadline. The last thing is I know that you want to go out there and get value. We preach all the time on this network about getting the best line that you possibly can. To me, I'm waiting until next week to play any sort of future because we've already seen a lot of pitchers banged up. We're seeing guys miss time in spring training. Mm -hmm. They're falling behind the pace when it's already an expedited time to try and get ready. So 
I want to know that I'm getting a team that's healthy going into the season. I'd much rather play unders at this point in time than play overs because if somebody gets hurt, all it does is strengthen my under position. If somebody gets hurt and I'm sitting on an over, well, that could be really detrimental for me. So I'm waiting. I, I know there's a lot of equity in going out there and getting the best of the number, but to me, I think it's more important to get to the season healthy, especially with what we have to deal with with the short lead-up to the season. Oh, such outstanding information. We are in great hands, Josh, when it comes to betting Major League Baseball this year with Adam Burke aboard here at VSIN, uh, VSIN Daily Newsletter Writer, Points Trade Weekly Contributor. Uh, you can find Adam all over the place on vcin.com. Uh, also, uh, Skating Tripods on, on Twitter as well. Let's get to the madness, though, uh, with Adam, uh, because I'm intrigued by this matchup, Arkansas and Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga's uh, land nine and a half right now, 155 is the total uh, here. Um, we haven't seen a real home grin yet, I don't think, or the home grin that a lot of people anticipated seeing in the tournament. What happens when that reveals itself with Gonzaga and Timmy, the way he's playing against Arkansas? Yeah, you know, look, I think people are kind of – Jumping to conclusions a little bit about Gonzaga here. You know, they struggled in the first half against Georgia State, an under-seeded 16. Georgia mm -hmm. State was more like a 14 seed. They were very unhealthy early on in the year. They forced a lot of turnovers. There's a lot of things. There were a lot of redeeming qualities for that Georgia State team. Gonzaga wasn't ready for it in the first half, played well in the second half, almost covered the full game number of 23 and a half. And then they played Memphis. And that Memphis team that we saw in that round of 32 would have beaten a lot of teams in this field, mm -hmm. but they weren't able to beat Gonzaga. They were only four of 19 from three. That's primarily the reason they didn't pull the upset. I think we've gotten to a point here where people are just a little bit too low on the Zags. I think they win and cover this game, and I know they're almost a double-digit favorite here against Arkansas, but you know, Memphis is a better team than Arkansas. Memphis is a more efficient offensive team than Arkansas. Arkansas is a good defensive team, but Gonzaga obviously has the pieces with some of the guys that you talked about, Pritch, to really take advantage of a lot of different matchups. And I think this is a matchup that they can take advantage of. Arkansas has not looked particularly good in the tournament themselves. So I think this is a spot where Gonzaga finally looks like that team we expected them to be. And also, too, by the way, they get to play on the West Coast once again. This regional is in San Francisco. So it's a long trip out there for Arkansas. Not that there's any you know schedule concerns or anything like that. Just the simple fact that Gonzaga doesn't have to go far again, I think, is a positive for them. So I, I like the Zags laying this big number here. Adam, so to your point with Gonzaga, just notice this. They opened minus 8.5 against Arkansas. They've been bet up to minus 9.5, so you do have some movement early toward the Zags laying this number. Uh, now, I wanted to get your take on this one. I'm just asking all the people I, I respect and want to get insight from about Texas Tech and Duke. Now, what's really notable to me is big public play. I guess it's not notable. Duke is the public play here. Coach K's final hurrah. You want to sweat the Dukies, love them or hate them. They get a lot of attention, like my Pats when it was Brady and Belichick. But I'm really seeing you know, kind of a line freeze here, a little bit reverse line movement, Adam toward Texas Tech, even though you're getting about three out of four bets on Duke, a lot of these books kind of open a pick'em or minus one Texas Tech have stayed minus one. I do see a couple books that got down to a pick'em today, but it doesn't really change the overall fact that, you know, it's a huge public play Duke and Texas Tech kind of still remains that slight favorite. So I think if you look at our board at VEASAN, how do you not take the Dukies getting a point? Take that all day. I'm actually looking at Texas Tech on the money line. Uh, Ken Palm has them winning by one. They're your number one uh, defensive efficiency team in terms of all the teams left in the dance. But how do you cap this one, Adam? Is it, hey, grab the points with Duke or bet on the defense of Texas Tech and maybe go Tech on the money line? Yeah, I like Texas Tech in this one. And, and this isn't one that's in the article over at but it is one that got very close for me. Look, Duke 
probably by all rights should have lost to Michigan State last week. I mean, they had for five minutes their best offensive performance of the year. They had 1.8 points per possession over the final five minutes and change in that game to erase what was another bad defensive performance from them, particularly out there on the perimeter. They will not be able to go on that kind of run here in this one against a defense like Texas Tech. I think that, you know, Coach K has kind of lost some zip on his fastball. I would sort of expect Texas Tech to be more prepared for this matchup. It, that number obviously is, is kind of fishy both ways, depending on how you look at it. But I think Texas Tech's defense wins the day here in this one. And, and I do like them, whether you take that one or you take that short money line price. Looking at all the games coming up uh, this weekend, uh, Adam, how about uh, UNC uh, and UCLA? Uh, you know, UCLA, well, Coach, they're not going to make a lot of mistakes. Know about that situation, but UNC, Carolina, I mean, I'm not saying they're a surprise, but I don't think anybody anticipated a Sweet 16 appearance from the Tar Heels. Right, and that's exactly kind of my point here with the handicap in this game, where if this game is played like three, four weeks ago, mm-hmm. UCLA is probably laying six, six and a half, you know, something like that in a neutral setting. This is a North Carolina team that was a fringy top 40 team coming into the tournament. They played outstanding game against Marquette. Obviously, they played a really good game against Baylor. Then they blew that lead. Then they won it in overtime. I think UNC is a little bit overvalued in the marketplace right now. The fact that Jaime Jaquez is apparently healthy for UCLA, he certainly looks to be about as healthy as you could ask for coming off of that ankle uh, mishap in the last game. I think UCLA is clearly the better team offensively and defensively here. Major props to the Tar Heels. I thought that they had a chance to beat Baylor. They did wind up doing it. I don't think they can beat UCLA here. So I do like the Bruins laying that two and a half. Adam, only got about 30 seconds here, but just any thoughts on Iowa State, Miami, Florida? This is the most lopsided play based on betting percentages of the Sweet 16. You have almost 85, 90% of bets taking the U here. Again, they open at a pick or even getting a point. Now it's all the way to the U minus two and a half. I'm thinking, do we buy low on Iowa State plus two and a half right now? It's just a really incredibly lopsided play. No, I agree with the line movement in this one. I think Miami is the spot here. You know, Miami is also a team that matches up, I think, pretty well against Iowa State. They've been very good in the tournament here so far. Not a big believer in the Cyclones, so I like the Hurricanes in this one. Great job. Always fun. Awesome. Major League Baseball, college hoops. Uh, Josh and I will tackle the association. That's coming up next right here on BSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Uh, so, Josh, we rarely talk about divisional races in the association, but this one stands out. Great job by Ben Wilson, our producer. Uh, it's the Atlantic Division, and we got both these teams in action, too. You got the Celtics, and certainly you got the, the 76ers. Uh, the Celtics will take on the Jazz. The 76ers will take on the Lakers. Uh, but let's break down this division right now. The 76ers' divisional odds at plus 100. Uh, on the beginning of a, a, a not a tough road trip, but a, a challenging one. 
Uh, and then the Celtics, just off a winning streak and uh, playing great basketball, their divisional odds minus 125. Your thoughts on that situation? Yeah, so I think really what's interesting to me is, you know, the Celtics are favorite here, minus 125. You're getting a little plus money here on Philadelphia. Philadelphia also has a couple games in hand. They have nine, or sorry, 11 remaining games versus mm -hmm. nine for the Celtics. So again, if you need to, you know, have a tie break or, you know, be half game ahead, maybe those two games that you have in hand could be uh, really meaningful here. One thing I do look at, though, is we're showing this graphic on VEASAN uh, on our stream right now. The strength of schedule. This is a huge discrepancy here, Pritch. Like, if you look at the Celtics, they have, I believe, again, first, actually, the, the hardest schedule down the stretch, a 563 win percentage for their nine remaining opponents. Now, you look at Philadelphia, 474. So they're playing basically everyone's below 500, 24th easiest schedule, whereas the Celtics are playing the toughest schedule. So the way the Celtics are playing, Pritch, it may not matter at all. It just seems <laughs> like they're rolling over everybody. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the kind of nugget where if you're going to go with Philadelphia in this one, which I do think at plus 100, I am a little bit intrigued by. The other part of my brain says, hey, don't bet against the Celtics. Minus 125 is kind of a decent, you know, it's a high juice number on a regular like spread or, or, uh, or, or total here. But I think the fact you have two games in hand, you have the much easier schedule. It's hard not to look at Philadelphia and say, hey, you know, the, the more time you get acclimated with Harden uh, and with Embiid and playing together, you'd assume that they only get better together with more experience. So uh, I feel like it's hard to bet against the Celtics, and minus 125 is a pretty good number. But, Pritch, the strength, strength of schedule, the games in hand, and being more acclimated with Harden on the team, I feel like plus 100 with Philly could be worth a shot. Yeah, the player in me, Josh, is like, okay, strength of schedule, whatever that is, compared to we're about to go to the playoffs, though, right? I mean, I can't worry about strength of schedule, especially after going through the entire schedule that we've gone through so far this year. Uh, we are an improved team. I, I think that's what I'm sensing from the Celtics, uh, that they bought in defensively uh, and they're getting contribution from a lot of people on the floor uh, offensively as well. And then Tatum has elevated his game. He's averaging 27 points a game right now. Uh, Brown alongside Tatum, uh, that, that tandem right there is incredible. And they're young enough, too, to not really care. I, I think there's pressure on the 76ers to get it right. Uh, I don't know where they're supposed to get it right this year or in future years with Harden, right? So uh, I'm curious about how each team uh, deals with the remaining games here of the regular season. I, I think the Celtics probably feel like they could achieve that number one seed if they get on a roll or stay on a roll. I think so too. And Pritch, we talked yesterday, the future's there to win the Eastern Conference. What was mm -hmm. Celtics? Like plus 600, something yeah. like that. So uh, could be a lot of value there. The other thing I would look at is, you know, in terms of the schedule, not just the schedule, but are there any back-to-backs? You know, will Embiid rest the game or sit a mm -hmm. game? Will Harden sit a game? Because again, you feel like in terms of load management, you know, the Sixers, especially with uh, the injury concerns there with Harden in his knee, or sorry, with uh, Embiid in his knee, maybe he rests a couple of these games, whereas the Celtics, they're really young. They, You know, if you're going to rest anyone, maybe it's Al Horford, maybe it's Robert Williams who tends to get banged up here and there, but that could definitely play a factor as well. And looking toward tonight, Pritch, yeah. you do have a little movement on the, the Jazz-Celtics game. And again, I'll caveat this by saying Celtics are blowing everyone out and covering no matter what. But a little movement back here toward the Jazz. Uh, this game opened Celtics, you know, laying six points. You've seen this line get now down to five or even four and a half. You do have a bunch of road refs in this game, which would all line up to the uh, the spot here for the Jazz. Benny Adams, Zach Zarba, Kevin Cutler. Again, it's a little grain of salt. You know, not the only reason you bet a game. But there's a little movement to the Jazz, and I would look toward possibly the under. Now, it's fallen a ton. I think a lot of these openers, it might have been a bad opener, but I saw an opener of like, 
220, 222 with the total, now down to 215 and a half. But to me, Pritch, you know, in situations like this, sometimes I see a big dip and I say, hey, I can buy low and get the over and get a much better number right now. But I would just be a little bit careful. These are two of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Boston, obviously, number one. Mm -hmm. Their defense has really kind of turned their whole season around here. And Utah is number eight. So, uh, again, huge dip to the under. I feel like the, the value is now gone on the under, but I'm not going to buy low and take the over just because we do have two really good defensive teams here. And Pritch, if, if you want to put on the hazmat suit, I'd take Jazz in the points, but as a Celtics fan, they're a buzzsaw right now. They're just blowing everybody out. They really are. What, 24 and 12 at home? Uh, certainly they're going to be happy about being back at home to, to your point about over under last 10 uh, Boston six uh, to the over four to the under situations uh, two, seven and one uh, for Utah right there. So two defensive minded teams, well, at least defensive conscious teams, because I, I think uh, Celtics are highly confident in their ability to score. It's just like Utah. Uh, this is going to be a great game, Josh. Uh, let's get to the 76ers and the Lakers. Now, LeBron James is LeBron James. The guy is incredible, right? Averaging 30 points a game at his age uh, really is uh, remarkable to think about. Uh, but the concerns, if there are any, uh, maybe show up here on the road for the 76ers. What do you think about this matchup? So I actually had a play on the over in this one a little bit earlier today, and this is why the NBA is so frustrating, Pritch. It looks like LeBron is now questionable, yep. and we're seeing this line really skyrocket He's out. out to the 76ers. Yeah, it's got to, he's got to be out now again <laughs> because, as you mentioned, Pritch, you know, a minute ago this was minus seven, minus mm -hmm. seven and a half for the Lakers or for the Sixers. I'm seeing now some nines, a nine popping up here. So yep. I think you're going to see this thing really rise uh, pretty big here to the 76ers. Uh, again, it's tough in these spots because, you know, we just go to that Miami game against the Sixers where we had great closing line value. It didn't matter. And you had, obviously, uh, the Sixers win that game. Do you, you could buy low. Can you get the Lakers at nine and a half, ten? Let's see how high this thing goes. But this is a team that I really don't have any interest in playing, yeah. uh, even though it is probably a value play here. So I like the over a ton earlier. Uh, maybe I'll get lucky. I'm locked into a really bad over uh, 229 and a half right now because now it's down to like 228 or 227 and a half without LeBron. But I'll still, you know, sweat that over. You know, you do have the Lakers as one of the worst defensive efficiency teams. Uh, the Sixers should be good to go with both Harden and Embiid playing. So, again, I think in a, in a situation like this when you bet the NBA and you bet something early, there's an injury. It kind of goes against you. A lot of people may think of, hey, let me buy out or let me bet the other side. But, Pritch, I'm the uh, uh, kind of of the thought process of if I bet a bad number, I'm sticking with it. I'm not going to bet the other side. I'm not going to double down. I don't want to turn one loss maybe into two. And, hey, maybe get lucky and this thing sells over anyway. But, again, this is why the NBA is so difficult, Pritch. Uh, you you cap, spend all day capping a game. Then LeBron's out out of nowhere. It kind of screws everything up for you. Yeah, that could, especially when he's the only one playing at an elite level, right? I mean, that certainly can affect things right there. But I mentioned the concerns about the 76ers in uh, court chemistry, certainly role players. Uh, can people step up? Maxie's been incredible, too. But uh, I, I just wonder about the 76ers on this road trip. It's a brief one uh, as we head down the stretch, too. Uh, how about the Nets? Uh, and the Grizzlies. Uh, any interest in this game as Kyrie comes back? Jaw Morant, I believe, will be out uh, of this game, too. Uh, but Kyrie's that interesting dynamic because when he comes back, he's fresh, Josh. Uh, and the last time he was on the floor, I think it was in Miami, he put up 60 points. So uh, it's a pick him here on the board, even uh, with the uh, possibility of Jaw Morant being out of this game. 
Yeah, I feel like you got to go uh, Grizzlies or nothing in this one, Pritch, and you hit the nail on the head. This is really, really fishy. John Morant is supposed to be out for this game. I don't know if this line move, because a minute ago it was or actually open, Nets laying two and a half. Now it's down to a pick -em. So does that mean John Morant is playing? I don't know. But if he isn't playing, it almost makes you like the Grizzlies more because uh, respected betters or you know wise guys, whatever you want to call them, they've been hammering the Grizzlies. This is the most lopsided play of the night with the Nets. They're getting almost 90% of bets. But again, we let off the show talking reverse line movement mm -hmm. to the Bonnies yesterday to Vanderbilt. This is another perfect example of some RLM. You open Nets lane two and a half, even though they're getting almost 90% of bets, the line's down to a pick them. So again, if Jaws in, that makes sense why the line's going to the Grizzlies here. But if he's out, remember Pritch, we did a game where uh, it was actually Grizzlies against the Celtics and Jalen Brown was out, yet the line still went to Boston. Yeah. It's one of these weird ones here where it doesn't make sense. You'd feel like Kyrie's rested and ready to go, but the line's going to the Grizzlies, even though they're super contrarian. I'd go Grizzlies or nothing here. Okay, yeah, Durant's averaging about 30 points a game since his return to Murray. Uh, Morant, according to StatMuse, the Grizzlies are 14-2 and two without Morant. This is a See, good team, this, though. Still a good team. Yeah, and again, you kind of look at their playoff chances. Imagine, you know, you, you, have, you unfortunately lose Morant for 16 games this year, but you play great without him. That must give a lot of confidence to these players, more playing time, that when the playoffs come around, hey, we, we can win or lose, or we can win without him, we can win with him. It's got to give you a lot of confidence going in the postseason. Yeah, we always talk about rest, too. And Kyrie, the ultimate rest guy, because uh, he doesn't play. He's a part-time player at this time. So uh, could be a boost here for the Nets. A pick -em situation, 238 uh, the total in that game. We continue with the NBA and also some more thoughts on these uh, madness games as well. All that and more come up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Adam Jim welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in a game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Reward issued as non-withdrawable free bets for site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, in the NBA, we have the Suns uh, and the Timberwolves here, I think this is a highly intriguing matchup because uh, the Suns are incredible, right? I mean, the road record alone uh, stands out to me. But then here comes the Timberwolves playing fantastic basketball as a young team. Uh, they're catching a point at home against one of the better road teams uh, in the association, 238 and a half to total. What do you think? Yeah, so first off, Pritch, I know I'm going on a different direction than you. Bill Belichick finally made a move. Malcolm <laughs> Butler is coming back to New England. Two years, up to $9 million, so finally the Patriots do okay. something. Everyone else is lapping them, Pritch, and maybe we can recreate some uh, Malcolm Go and intercepted at the goal line here. Okay, wait a minute. Wilson That's the guy that he didn't allow play in the Super Bowl, right? That Malcolm yeah, Butler? So, 
<laughs> that Malcolm Butler. So yeah, okay. I'm glad he's coming back now. Why don't you just put him in the in the second half of that game against Philly when you're getting torched by Nick Foles? Right. But, uh, either way, Pritch, at least we have someone to replace uh, J.C. Jackson here. But um, in terms of this game tonight, I cannot wait to sweat this game. There was a little bit of movement toward the Suns. You know, they opened getting a point. Now they're minus one. It's tough though because they got up to minus one and a half, and there's a lot of buyback here on the T Wolves. So it's kind of back and forth. The T Wolves are really contrarian. I've seen a lot of buyback on the one and a half. To me, Pritch, I'm going to sweat this over. I know it's a really high number, but it opened at 236. It's been bet up all the way to 238 and a half. And there's a lot of reasons to like this over. Uh, in terms of pace, both top 10, two of the quickest teams in the NBA. Minnesota number one in terms of tempo. Phoenix number eight. Two uh, top 13 offensive offense efficiency teams. You have Minnesota number 10, uh, Phoenix number three. You also have Phoenix uh, 38 and 34 to the over. Minnesota 43 and 30 to the over. Two of your best over teams so far uh, this season. They're rested. They last played the 20th and 21st, so you should have some good legs in this one. And also Phoenix 5 and 1 to the over their last six, 7 and 2 to the over their last night on the road. So again, I think we're programmed to see these like 238, 237, 240. Just say, man, you know, I want to root for an over and sweating over but it's just too high really looks like the odds makers uh, set it high for a reason and they've only increased it 236 again now to 238 and a half mm-hmm. so Pritch, i'll be hoping for uh these teams actually just met uh january 28th it was 134 to 124 i'm rooting for some points Pritch, if you want to join me i'm on the over 238 and a half in this one all right all right uh maybe uh, i'm thinking about that one because i'm like i like the influence from chris paul he's working out with the suns by the way uh, he could return earlier. They th- originally thought he'd be back for the playoffs. He could return. Who knows? But Devin Booker has stepped up, averaging, what, about 26 points per game, uh, stepping up uh, in the absence of Chris Paul. Aiton is stepping up as well. But uh, just a remarkable road record you mentioned, 28-6 that way. But Cat, uh, I think, is questionable. Uh, this is a type of game, too, though, Josh, I think as a young team out there in Minnesota, they, they're going to try to measure themselves as they gear up for the playoffs in that Playing situation currently, maybe they can avoid that. Who knows? Uh, but the T Wolves, man, they have been playing some outstanding basketball. I might get aboard, get on board with you with that over right there if we're not too late to it. Yeah, and again, hopefully, Cat uh, Anthony Towns here can play tonight. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe that's why you saw this thing get to one and a half. I think if he's in, you're probably going to see that one and a half one, maybe get back down to a, a pick'em type number. And to your point, Pritch. Been a great team all year, Minnesota, and it's almost like, you know, uh, I almost liken them to the San Francisco Giants, a team that isn't flashy, you know, doesn't get a lot of publicity, but was great for betters all year long last year. Same thing with Minnesota, 42 and 31 straight up. 41 and 31 ATS at home. Uh, they are mm-hmm. 21 and 14 ATS. And again, have cashed a ton of overs here. So hopefully Towns is in. Hope Anthony Edwards and, and Russell are hitting their shots, Bridge. I want at least 60 points every quarter in this one. All right. Going back to the well, I think you are with the NIT here, Josh Applebaum. Uh, Wake Forest and Texas A&M. Uh, looking at this game right now. Open minus two and a half, Texas A&M. Uh, Still staying at minus two and a half here on the board as well. 145 and a half is the total. What are you thinking? Yeah, so first off, I'm one of those crazy people that love sweating NIT, CBI, <laughs> Basketball Classic, all these random little tournaments here. Um, but I think there's a lot of value. And again, last night with those reverse mm-hmm. line moves really showed you that. So for this one, Pritch, I didn't play uh, the spread. It kind of opened two and a half, stayed two and a half. I think some shops uh, might be inching down to two. Uh, it depends kind of where this thing goes. So kind of even bet split hasn't moved too much. It's a layoff with the spread. 
But I like to buy low and take some overs in these tournament games because um, if you look at so far in the NIT, overs are 15 and 11. Kind of makes sense. It's not like the March Madness where you lock in every defensive possession and there's a lot of pressure. The crowds aren't as crazy. Uh, and again, I think there, it really opens up to a lot of offense here. So last night I bought low on the MTSU total that fell and uh, kind of hit the low watermark, hit the over. I'm going to do the same thing in this one. This total open around 147, 147 and a half. It's down to 145. Uh, I, I hit the over 145 in this one, Pritch. Ken Palm's got a 149. Greg Hoops has a 148 and a half. NIT overs are 15 and 11. Wake's one of your fastest tempo teams uh, in the in this tournament so far. 70.5 in terms of possessions. They're averaging almost 80 points a game. And both teams have been over teams this year. Wake is 20 and 14 to the over. Texas A&M 23 and 13 to the over. So definitely admit there was some under money. Again, 147, 147 half now down to 145. But I'll buy low in this spot. I'll kind of follow this like uh, this over trend that we've seen in these non-March Madness games. Give me the over 145 in this one. Okay, how about Washington State BYU? It opened at minus three for BYU, minus two right now on the board. Uh, metrics suggest that this is going to be a, a possession game, a close game. Uh, so BYU at home favorite uh, against Washington State. Both of them, the Cougars, I believe, right here. So 143 uh, the total. Which Cougar are you going with? Hammer the Cougars, Pritch, but which one? That's that's the question here. Uh, I'm going to go Washington State. This just jumps out to me as Washington State being in the same spot as the Bonnies in the same spot as Vanderbilt yesterday. Uh, Public's all over BYU. It is a true home game, uh, but we did see some you know road teams cover and went out right yesterday. But as you mentioned, Pritch, it's all about the line movement. It's another reverse line move here. BYU is getting a big majority of bets across the market, yet they open laying three. They're down to two and a half, even down to two right now. So shop around the importance of having multiple outs. I would, If you can find a hook with a two and a half here, that's my play. Washington State plus two and a half. You have a line move in their favor. You don't have a great, a, a great edge here with Ken Palm. He has them losing by four. Mm -hmm. Our buddy Greg Hoops, to his credit, has a two spread here. So it really has moved to Greg's number. But I'm going to really put a lot of stock into the defense of Washington State. Okay. One of the best defensive teams in this tournament. Adjusted def defense of 93 and a half uh, at, with Ken Palm. That's top 25 in the nation. Uh, they've also only given up around 64 points a game on the season. Only 56 in the NIT. Lines going in their favor despite heavy betting BYU. Again, Wazoo's in the same spot as the Bonnies and Vandy, and I'm hoping for the same result. Shop around, find the two and a half, give me the hook with the two and a half with Wazoo. All right, I love that. I love the Market Insights podcast too, each and every day, Josh. A lot of times you go in depth uh, in other games, maybe hockey, uh, maybe other tournaments and college hoops. Uh, Where did you go today with your podcast? Yeah, so we'll hit a couple of these as we get out of here. I took the over in the Fresno State game. This is your basketball classic quarterfinal. Mm -hmm. uh, in the basketball classic, overs are six and one. That's a theme. Overs are six and one in the in the basketball classic. They're nine and five. Uh, they're nine and five in the CBI to the over, and they're fifteen and eleven to the over in the NIT. So it goes to show you these smaller tournaments get a lot of scoring, less emphasis on defense. This is kind of a blueprint play for me. It opened 130. It's been steamed up to 132 and a half. Ken Palm has a 133. Uh, Youngstown State, one of the worst adjusted defensive teams around. So even though Fresno is kind of slow, I think their offense looks a little bit better going up, uh, up against a bad Youngstown State defense. So give me the over in that one. Uh, and then if we can go to NBA real quick, Pritch, mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to sweat some overs in the NBA. I'm going to go Hawks, Detroit Pistons over. This one opened 224 and a half. It's been steamed up to 227 and a half, a lot of money hitting this over. You got over refs, you have two over teams. Uh, Detroit has been four and two to the over their last six, three and oh, their last three. Uh, pretty quick in terms of pace and really bad defense. That's the angle here for me with the over. 
Defensive efficiency, 24 uh, for Atlanta, or 24 for Detroit, 26 for Atlanta. I also have a system here. If you are a total of 220 or more, you get steamed up at least uh, two and a half points. The over is 58%. So give me the over in that one. Then I'll also be sweating. Uh, last one for you, Pritch. In the NHL, uh, give me Colorado tonight. It's kind of a big number, but it's a tough spot for Vancouver. I'm going avalanche here around minus 265. All right. Great information right there, Josh. Trey Young went for 45 last night. Uh, so uh, you're right about no defense uh, in that situation. I'm, I'm re- rooting for you uh, with that play going over in the Hawks-Pistons matchup. I appreciate it, Pritch. And, yeah, I don't know when next time we get out to Vegas, but we got to sweat a game together soon. That was a lot of fun this past weekend. Yeah, we could do that. Why don't you move out here? And then uh, we could do the show here, and then you can be here all the time. Well, that would be great. Can I live in Boston in the good summer months and <laughs> right. Vegas out in the winter? That's yeah. my lifetime es- goal. Yeah, escape the heat for sure. Great job, Josh. We'll see you tomorrow. The Edge coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.